Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. What is up, everybody? My name is Kyle Matovic. I am the host of the In Liberty and Health podcast, where we talk all things liberty, health and wellness, and beyond. My hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty and physical and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. What is going on, everybody? Um, This will be In Liberty and Health, episode number 41. Um, I unfortunately had a cancellation, no big deal, so I figured I'd hop on here and do a little bit of a solo cast. Um, This is probably everyone's first time seeing me without the full beard and a little bit more hair. So um, yeah, I am balding up top, so everybody can make fun of me for balding, but we're working on that here in 2022 as well as the metabolism. Um, But that's uh, neither here nor there, at least not relevant to this podcast. Um, kind of wanted to give out some thoughts on mainstream news or the corporate press, as some would call it, and I really, really like that title. Um, and I do believe that they are quite a problem in 2022, you know, and beyond. You know, they were, they've been a problem for a long time. Um, it is this mechanism that propagandizes people and puts out a certain message and really concentrates on things that seemingly divide us or to promote issues that um, will give the government inherently more power. Um, You know, it's like this one giant cabal, this amorphous blob that just seeks to grow its own power and expand at every opportunity. And the corporate press um, is a huge hand in that in indoctrinating people. before I really start kind of diving into the material here, look at the response of COVID and maybe even as far back as 9-11, the war state, right? They had rammed this propaganda down our throats. Um, You would see the daily death ticker 
for COVID and daily cases and all you would hear about is COVID and who has COVID and young and healthy people die if they get COVID. It doesn't matter who gets COVID. You're all going to die, obviously being hyperbolic to a degree, but um, that's kind of what's been put out over the last two years. And then we wonder why people are so, you know, on edge. Well, when you constantly pump it with fear porn and just beat them over the head with this narrative that COVID is going to kill you no matter what, and there's nothing you can do besides get vaccinated and lock yourself in your home and avoid all social contact. You don't get to enjoy Christmas um, with your family. Um, people don't like that. People will eventually decide that they don't want to put up with that anymore, or you know they're just going to keep freaking becoming hypochondriacs. And I put out a tweet about this earlier, but eventually we're going to have to return to normal, right? Whatever that looks like, or, well, I don't even necessarily want to say return to normal, but move forward to something that approximates more of what normal used to be. Um, eventually we're going to have to get there. We can't just continue to live in this state of, you know, continued anxiety and panicking over the pandemic because eventually we have to learn to live with this thing. This is not going to go away. We live with diabetes, cancer, um, all these other diseases, metabolic diseases, which I'm hoping to improve here on my channel. But um, we live with all these things, but for some reason we can't live with this virus that doesn't affect a lot of younger people in any kind of drastic way, but we're putting the brunt of the punishment on them. We're sacrificing the lives of the young to help facilitate the, um, the lives of the old. Um, the elderly got to live a life without seeing anything like this in their lifetime, honestly. And now we're stealing that time away from our youth and giving it to the elderly people. Um, and that's not to say that we should just let old people die. Um, but, you know, it's not fair in my mind. And it even goes back to, let's say, the national debt. Right. Um, the baby boomers or even Gen Z got to benefit from a point in time where there were higher interest rates, there was more opportunity, and um, there wasn't this huge student loan or housing or auto bubble. They got the benefit from that. And now people our age or my age, right, I'm 27 years old, um, they don't get the same benefit. We have to spend a lot more money to go to college. We have to spend a lot more money to buy a house. We have to spend a lot more money to buy a car. Um, so this is where people typically get turned over to socialism or ideologies where people do things more for the common good because you feel like you got screwed, right? You, you look at this and you interpret that as capitalism. So you're going to say that capitalism is bad. Therefore, we need something completely different. We need socialism to save us all because we got screwed. Well, it's not really one or the other entirely we got this amorphous blob with the corporate press with big business with the government with these huge deficits and all these different cabals that just take all this money and charge everybody so much money because there's low interest rates and because the government's in control of so much and because the government backs you know the money the loans all this stuff um people end up in these mountains of debt and then they can never default on it either. So people feel like they're screwed. So they want to turn over to socialism. So I know I've gone a little bit of a tangent here, but um, 
there was this video going around on Twitter. I'm going to do a little share screen and hopefully I don't mess this up too bad. Hopefully we can get the audio too. Well, if you can't hear this, I will post the link to this tweet in the video, but um, it's, it's funny when the corporate press asks if people, um, they feel like they don't, like the main, like normal people don't relate to people in the corporate press here. I'll just play the video and give a little bit of commentary. That's in the Reliable Sources newsletter. Here's a, here's a big, overly broad question for you, okay? Is the media at this point out of touch with the public about COVID? I, I think it's hard to argue that, uh, you know, the media is a, a large uh, group of people, but a lot of the media does seem, when I look at it and, and then travel the country, to be very out of touch with people. I mean, if you travel the country, people are not really living in the same uh, bubble that it seems that... Uh, most of the media is messaging toward. And, right. and so, yeah, and, and so I, I, I think this is an issue because if people are tuning out uh, what's going on in cable news, if we're not messaging toward uh, the general population, um, you know, they're, they're just, you know, ignoring everything and, and living their lives. Uh, and, and we're not really getting the information that they need to them. Now, uh, before I let him answer that, um, it's very funny because the average person is aware of COVID. They're peripherally aware of it. Um, at this point now, two years in, just about everybody knows somebody who had COVID, got over COVID, maybe died from COVID. Um, but they don't see people dropping like flies. They don't see, excuse me, what the uh, media is telling them they're supposed to see. And these are the same people that told you January 6th was this insurrection and this threat to our democracy. And really all it was was a bunch of people walking into a building and farting on the desk and, you know, whatever. Um, but regardless of whatever you think of it, it, it wasn't this dark day for democracy. It was a bunch of riled up people, likely a CIA plot. If you look up Ray Epps or... Um, you know, there's tons of interviews and stuff, information out there that you could do a real deep dive on. But, uh, you know, we're not going to talk about that in this episode, perhaps. But um, when you tell people that it, it, that this was some insurrection and all it was was people marching into the White House and you have videos like clear as day of cops pretty much just guiding people in, letting them cross, people don't believe it. I don't believe it. You're really supposed to believe that there's some threat to democracy when nobody was charged with insurrection. Nobody, you know, no politicians were hurt. Um, people are escorted out of the building because they believe there was a threat. And okay, I, I get it. But when you treat people like they're idiots, <laughs> people don't like it. Shocker. Anyways.
And he said something very important right there. And I really want to kind of pound this home and we're going to kind of hit on this throughout the rest of this podcast, but um, they live in this bubble. But then again, we all kind of live in a bubble. And this is my point of kind of doing this show is that there's a lot of cognitive dissonance, if that would be perhaps the right word. Um, People generally don't go out of their ways to associate or talk to people who they disagree with. Um, you know, oh, the liberals, they're ridiculous. They want all this free stuff. And then the right wingers, oh, well, there's a bunch of redneck racists that hate everybody. And libertarians are just over there being autistic in the corner, right? Um, we live in our own bubbles and we don't talk to people who live outside of it. We never challenge our own views perhaps as much as we should. So, you know, the press is no, they're not exempt from this, right? They feel the same way. Um, they, they generally are the same way. They're preaching to the choir, right? Okay. All right. Oh, hopefully it caught that. If not, I'll put that tweet below. Um, so anyways, we're going to go to Wikipedia right here and to kind of drive home this point a little bit. Um, 74 million people voted for Donald Trump, right? In 2020. And then in 2016, 62 million people voted for Donald Trump right there's something to be said about that because we live in a country of about 330 million people so when you say that you know you're out of touch generally i let me get a little bit of background and this will kind of facilitate what i'm going to explain here in a second um, I've been an auto mechanic for about 10 years, right? I come from a line of automotive business owners, right? My dad was a, uh, is a shop owner. My grandfather was, and then his father was. Maybe I will be one day, maybe I won't. We'll see what happens. Um, so anyways, I've worked for General, Motor, General Motors dealerships for about eight years, and then independence and uh, like tire shops for maybe about a total of two, maybe three years. Um, the people that work in these places are your typical boomer cons. They're, you know, dying the wool Republicans. Some of them are the stereotypical redneck racists that you would think to see in that kind of area, which is kind of is what it is because I'm also in rural Pennsylvania, right? We're about, I'm about an hour north of Pittsburgh. So you could drive five minutes and be in the middle of some small town. You could drive five minutes and then you're in the middle of nowhere and there's cows and farms, whatever. Um, so these are like generally red areas, right? I, I still see Trump flags everywhere. In fact, the uh, route I take my dogs on a uh, walk every single morning, there's a house that has like three Trump flags in front of it. So I'm very, very well familiar with this base, right? The Trump base, the people who are once again, dying the war Republicans, conservatives, or even maybe some libertarian leaning people. And I obviously talked to a lot of libertarians on the show, but, um, these people don't really talk to people in the city, right? Because what do they do? 
these guys, you know, will sit at home and they'll smoke meats. They'll go hunting. Um, they'll do the stuff that I think is pretty freaking cool. They'll go out to the bar. They'll have a drink. They'll go listen to live music. Um, they'll go ride their quads, ride their side by sides, stuff like that. Um, that's your typical kind of Republican life. And now, obviously, that doesn't include, you know, encapsulate the entire red base or Trump voting block, but it's probably a fair shake of them, especially around where I live, because all all them generally kind of cluster around what I described there. Um, now, obviously, I'm not as familiar with leftists in cities because I've never really lived in a city. I lived about 20 minutes away from Cleveland when I was in college. I was a little bit closer to a city. And um, where I live here is about an hour away from Pittsburgh, but I've spent a fair shake of time in Pittsburgh. But leftists, you know, are in a whole different kind of ball game where I have a very, very good friend who considers himself a market socialist, which that's a term that I just, I don't know how to take that. I don't know what to think about it. It's weird to me, but um, these people are a little bit more socially liberal, right? They're more okay with the sex work. They're more okay with gay and trans people. They're more open about some things. Um, they, they just, they're just different. And the way that they look at the world, they look at it more through the equity lens, right? They look at outcomes. They look at sometimes how do things make you feel? Is this fair? Um, you know, we need to care for the downtrodden or the people who don't have necessarily the same cards that perhaps some other people are um, dealt. That's kind of how their worldview looks to me and how I interpret it when I listen to these people talk. And there, there's merit to obviously both sides, right? The right is very hierarchical, hier hierarchical. <laughs> they organize in hierarchies, right? Kind of respecting natural order. And the left typically wants to a more communitarian kind of deal, right? Or at least once again, it's just kind of how I'm interpreting it and how I see it. Um, and generally the two don't talk, right? I every once in a while go out to uh, breakfast or lunch with my market socialist friend, and we actually have fantastic conversations. And it's really, really cool because we both get kind of bouncy ideas off each other. And um, I don't know about everybody else listening, but it's really something to talk to people that you agree with, right? Because you guys both feel the same way. And you get a lot of aha moments you guys will get to you know just talk about stuff that you generally agree with and it feels good because you know you're interacting you know it's like apes are out of fire right but then it's also really something to talk to people that you disagree with because at least for me there are a lot of ideas that i have and things that i think about when it comes to the libertarian ideology you know the narco-capitalist philosophy or you know the way I feel social conservatism is the best kind of way for a society to flourish and maintain freedom. Um, talking to someone like my market socialist friend or someone who's a little bit more left-leaning that would completely disagree with me can be very, very enlightening because I get their take. I get to defend my ideas against them. And we can kind of find out where we agree and disagree. And maybe there's things that he knows that I don't know, and maybe there's things that I know that he doesn't know, and we're both better off for it. Um, 
So the reason why I wanted to talk about this, though, is that, yes, the media is very out of touch. The mainstream news is incredibly out of touch because people don't form their lives around some of the narratives that are painted. Um, and when you say that you need PTSD treatments for what happened on January 6th, I can almost guarantee you that no right wing person cares. Absolutely no right winger gives a remote fuck about the fact that you may need PTSD treatments for some people taking selfies and farting on Nancy Pelosi's desk. They really don't care. And I'd be willing to say that a fair shake of leftists probably feel a very, very similar way. So when you have the corporate press propagandizing people and feeding them these narratives and all this other stuff, um, people just don't relate. So yes, you're out of touch and that's fine, but don't act like you're so above everybody else for that. You know, it, they get to shape the dialogue in a way that favors them and favors big government. And most people don't relate to that, but this is why so many people voted for Trump because they felt they could relate to him after eight years of Obama and the left just going absolutely batshit crazy and calling everybody racist and sexist, misogynist, Islamophobist, whatever you want to say. Um, Trump came along and was the wild card, just flipped the table and said, no, we, you know, these people are screwing you over. The fake news is lying to you. And he made politics fun, right? If you look at Trump rallies, there's nobody there having a bad time. And I would say even the same thing for uh, the Ron Paul movement, right? Who made politics fun. It brought culture to politics. Um, but people relate to that. And when you're having fun, you're not necessarily worried about all these little delicate intricacies where, you know, me and most right-wingers would agree about the social conservatism bit, but we may disagree on war. And even some of the boomer cons I know, we disagree about COVID stuff. Some of these guys are like natural immunity deniers. They think once you get COVID, you can get COVID like as soon, you know, once you're over COVID, you can go walk outside, and get COVID again. We disagree on that, but guess what? You know, we would go out have a drink, I'd go buy them a shot of Crown, we'd smoke some ribs, you know, we would do stuff that just people do when they're not talking about politics. And the news, this is all they do is kind of just beat this stuff into you and people just don't relate to that. Anyways, that's uh, kind of my thoughts surrounding that clip. Um, I will apologize if the audio did not come through, I'll see if I can find a way to edit that in. If not. Um, I got Buck Johnson coming on on Thursday, which when this airs, that will be tomorrow. So it's going to be a cool episode. Make sure you subscribe, check it out. Um, lots of cool stuff coming in the future. And uh, hopefully we can grow this uh, Liberty and Health Alliance together. And um, I want to thank everybody for tagging along for the journey. Thanks, guys. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.